Welcome to That Cartoon Podcast, where we discuss only the best, highest quality, prime cut animated films. We are your hosts, I'm Kyle Frazier. And I'm Tejinder Singh. Hello, hello everyone, (laughs) and welcome back to another episode of That Cartoon Podcast. This week, it's another twofer. We got another twofer for you guys. We are coming in hot with uh, a movie from the 80s called Who Framed Roger Rabbit? A classic in many households, a classic in mine, at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a movie that came out just this year, 2022, the year of our Lord. Um, <laughs> it is Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Kyle's Jewish, by the way, so. <laughs> I mean, there's still a Lord, technically. Yeah, uh, yeah. Neither of us are Christian, and you're using our. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that calendar go, does go off the whole Jesus thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, two, uh, two very similar movies in some regards and very different in others. Yeah. Yeah, I think there is a nice vein that connects them, for sure. It's just both movies uh, act like animated figures actually exist in our world as actors and regular beings yeah and and that's what the two movies have in common i I watched uh chippendale rescue rangers by myself a couple weeks ago and i was like this is this is i mean it even has a cameo from roger rabbit in it when i don't even remember that uh in the beginning uh when they're doing like the Oh, back when we had our TV show, back in the heyday, they, they were uh, they had like a little dance scene, and yeah. like we we were doing the Roger Rabbit with, with Roger Rabbit. Roger Rabbit, yeah. That movie had this movie had uh, so many fucking cameos that I think I've forgotten most of them at this point. Yeah. So Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I don't know how they got all the cameos that they had. Um. A lot of them are owned by Disney, which I'm pretty sure is who made this movie, correct? Well, yeah, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. This movie, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, is on Disney Plus, but it also has plenty of WB. Well, I think they used parody for a lot of it, like, and I think that was the explanation given for why Ugly Sonic is always called Ugly Sonic, because he's not mm. he's not Sonic the Hedgehog owned by um, Sega. He's Ugly Sonic, uh, a character we made up. True. Yeah, I guess they kind of skirt a lot of things just a little bit. They're just like, you know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, because the half the plot is about bootlegs. Yeah, half the plot is about bootlegs. It, yes. Like the, uh, the driving force of the bad guy in the film is, a, he's a bootlegger. Yeah, the bad guy being old, ugly Peter Pan. Yeah, sweet Pete. Sweet Pete. Not even like the cool old ugly Peter Pan, aka Robin Williams. No, no, no. This was uh Will Arnett, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, this is this is Jiff Peanut Butter Peter Pan, the worst kind. Yeah, he's got a nice beer belly. He's uh got like a back office. He's just like your typical shady business owner. Yeah, he's a. Uh... I mean, he's kind of like a slumlord, right? Yeah. He's the, he gives off slumlord energy. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, he's just a scumbag. He grew up 
Peter Pan grew up and he yeah. grew up to be a scumbag. And so, and then, you know, you take the other film, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and it's also a, a, a crime movie. So it's, the parallels are interesting that they chose to do a crime movie, like, almost similarly, because the other one, it's, the cartoons are being, like, erased with this special chemical, whereas, like, it changes it a bit, but, like, now they're just being changed and resold. Yeah. Although the but, motivations I mean, are entirely different, like for why they want to do their things. Yeah, but don't Chip and Dale in their old cartoons, and they always like go on adventures and solve mysteries anyway. So it's like it makes sense. I don't think that had anything. Honestly, I don't think that had anything to do with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I think it was just like that's Chip true. and Dale out back at it again, solving another mystery. Yeah, this time in almost three D, half three D. Half 3D, 2.5. No, no. Because one of them was 2D. Oh, uh, so you have to ask. <laughs> Whatever. I don't, even, I don't even know what 1.5D would be. Like a line at a slight angle? It'd be like, a, like an elementary school drawing, pretty much like a stick figure. With hair. That's 2D. Yeah. You yeah. fool. <laughs> what is it's like 1. you don't 5D? know anything. <laughs> it's like you don't know. And roast this man. <laughs> What's 1D? I don't know. I just looked it up and it's taking me to a lot of videos that I don't want. What? Oh, okay. I now understand what the, why these videos don't make sense. I googled 1D animation, and I guess there's a cartoon series of One Direction, and that's what I'm seeing. Oh, that's why it doesn't make sense. Makes a lot more sense now that I'm like, oh, that's Harry Styles. As a cartoon yeah. character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like a weird cartoon character. Moving on. No one knows what 1D animation is, especially not Kyle. Especially not me. Especially yeah. not me. Uh, but yeah, so let's uh, let's dive into the the OG first. Let's dive into Who Framed Roger Rabbit uh, because I love that movie. It's a good uh, movie. I did. I come came away, you know, loving both of these movies really. But mm -hmm. Who Framed Roger Rabbit just that special place in your heart, you know? Yeah, I've especially watched it. With, I don't even know how many times. Yeah, same, same. And like um, Christopher Lloyd just slays as a very weird villain. He, yeah, I, I guess there's a backstory to that character, but it's not explained in this movie. Never. Which makes it all the more weird. Um, he, he's definitely menacing. He's definitely like one of the most menacing of these like kind of movies. Mm -hmm. Um. Because most of the time they do have like a a, a human antagonist, um, and that guy's usually just like a fucking goofball. Here he is a goofball at the end, but like also a homicidal like monster maniac. Yeah, who just fucking hates cartoons, and it seems to be just like with no reason, no rhyme or reason. He just fucking like it does. It doesn't seem like he has a real reason. He just hates their so silliness. Yeah, I, I I looked it up. 
and it is explained more in because this is based on um, a book who censored Roger Rabbit. Whoa. You don't know okay. that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Did not know this. It's based on a book called Who Censored Roger Rabbit? Because prior to this, Roger Rabbit, like you would think is a, an established thing. He's not. He comes from this book. And then like from that book to this movie, that book was written in like seven years before this movie came out. Like before that, Roger Rabbit, not a thing as far as I know. Gotcha. Is it is the um, book in the same vein? Yeah, it's 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 similar. I mean, there's differences, obviously um from 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 the book to the uh to the movie some characters are written different um jessica rabbit is given a more like heroic role in in the movie than she is in the book where she's more in the book she's more kind of like uh like conniving will do anything to get ahead kind of person Mm. where in the movie it's like she's legitimately in love with roger blah, blah 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 but similar enough so it's you know it's an adaptation it's not a recreation but i guess the character of the judge is the only name they give him i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um previously was a cartoon it was a tune that played villain roles and then he got into an accident hit his head and then started to believe that he wasn't just playing a villain that he was a villain in real life and Hell now, yeah. like now, this is his super evil bad guy plan: is to murder everyone and create uh, a freeway, a highway, <laughs> yeah. a freeway. Yeah, <laughs> which I didn't get. I, I haven't watched this movie as an adult for a long time, so that joke fucking flew over my head. When Absolutely, I, when that reveal happens. <laughs> that was the main thing that uh, when that happened, I was like, I never understood that until right now. I mean, like I'm living in LA. I'm just like, oh, so they like they. At some point, he succeeded, I guess, in demolishing yeah. Tune Down. Somebody did. <laughs> yeah, all over, all over America. For anyone who's listening that might not be in America, um, there are towns and there are cities, and in between them, there are little not real town places that are literally just a collection of gas stations and fast food places. And I don't think anything else exists there. I don't know who lives there, and I don't know why they live there. To work at the gas stations. <laughs> I guess, but there's so many of them, and they're in this, like, we tore down a lot of trees for this. Yeah, and they all look the same. It's always just, like, there's an Exxon, and then there's a Chevron after it, and then there's a yeah. McDonald's somewhere along there, <laughs> and McWendy's. Yeah, and then there's always, like, one, like, really specific, weird, like, local restaurant. Mm, yeah and you're just like i wonder who goes there just just the people that work in in, at the mcdonald's and all the other places in that little area (laughs) yeah who's going who's going to this cowboy themed restaurant during their road trip uh during their road trip through like pennsylvania like Uh, whose choice is this i think most people i honestly like so when i drove cross country to move to california i definitely uh, I mean, I think we did hit a couple fast food. Like when we hit California, mm-hmm. we got some in and out, obviously. Disgusting. But you me. know what I said. <laughs> what I said, take it back. I will never. Five guys for life. Uh, but like burgers. Most of the places we hit were like local joints. Yeah. Uh, actually, my my favorite stop on that uh, on that little. Road trip was um, Metropolis, Illinois. 
which is just a little Superman tan. Metropolis isn't in Illinois. I, I know it's not. But it's in Kansas, right? It sure is. But uh, there's a town, Metropolis, Illinois, and it's just like a couple of blocks and all those blocks are named after different Superman characters. It's where the Superman Museum is and there's a giant fucking statue of Superman in the center of town. Hell yeah. Yeah, Did it, you know is, that? it was dope. Did you know that Gotham is apparently like supposed to be in New Jersey or something? What? I thought it was Chicago. I think it's based on Chicago sometimes, but I read somewhere that it's it's located in the state of New Jersey. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that tracks. Yeah, I never really think about where a lot of the DC places are located. Because a lot of them are they're, they're just supposed to be like, it's that city. It's just they can't use the name. Yeah, it's wink, wink, Egypt. No, 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 yeah. it's Kondok. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> We're not, we're not, this is nothing we say about this is racist because this is conduct. Yeah, just making up whole fucking countries. It's like, okay, that's, yeah. is that Russia? <laughs> yeah. The guy who, the director for Moon Knight was like being very disparaging about, um, he's like, I can't believe that they would use a fake Egyptian city rather than just calling it Egypt in Black Adam. Mm. And I was like, man, you just really just don't know what you're talking yeah. about, do you, man? Like you it's always in conduct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they specifically chose it not to be Egypt because they're like, we don't want to get in trouble when we blow up a city. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh Cairo's gone. Cairo's gone, but also I'm pretty sure both comic books had like a 9-11 event. Yeah, and you don't want to blame that on like a, a country. You want to blame that on a fictional country? <laughs> yeah. No, man. I don't know. But anyway, this, this so. <laughs> it sounds like from what you were saying, you're fully in support of the judge's plan. Fully support. Um, the cartoons are really a menace. That's what that was my takeaway from Roger Rabbit this time. The the, the cartoons, it's like you shouldn't be a part of society. <laughs> I know we're joking. I know we're joking, but honestly, when you watch this movie, the cartoons are a menace. They are. It's just like, oh my god, just like be be a normal member of society, <laughs> or just like stop stop trying to commit murder. Yeah, yeah. Mickey or, Mouse and Bugs Bunny try to murder Bob Hoskins like twice. That is valid. They, they Tweety mur- tries to murder him. They. All the cartoons in this, like, they're dumb. They're dumb as shit. They, they assume that humans have the same durability as a cartoon. But I'm sure that they know that they don't. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. They're, it's not like they <laughs> just showed up. They yeah. know. They know that humans can't survive the, the uh, fall from a skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... Or maybe they can. I don't know. Some of the physics in this movie, like they just do whatever they want sometimes. That's true. And maybe like uh, things do, maybe things change in Tootentown because there is a point when he's riding that elevator and <laughs> him yeah, as, a, as a human gets squished. And I was like, maybe that's just a visual gag or maybe it actually happened because the rules of Toontown are different. Yeah, it, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But you know what? I don't care. Okay, um, it's, it's a lovely, awesome movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, the plot, 
I mean, the plot's pretty, it's very for, straightforward. For like a cartoony movie, it's pretty straightforward, but it's very like violent. Um, I noticed that too. I was like, I don't think this would be made as like a Disney movie anymore. Like no. people getting shot all over the place. <laughs> people are getting shot. There's a lot of sex illusions in it. Um, Jessica Rabbit is caught playing patty cake with uh, Mr. Acme. And that causes Roger to go into a drunken like bender. Yeah, just like destroying parts of the city. Yeah. Um, oh, people and are getting shot all the time. There, there's a whole scene that like there's a couple of frames that had to be removed from the movie entirely that are no oh. longer in the Disney Plus version. When she crashes. Yeah, when they crash the car. panties. Exactly. When they crash the car, she like flies and there's like an upskirt shot that the people at Disney snuck in. I don't, yeah, that, but that happened like all the time back in the day with Disney. Oh, the yeah, animators yeah. were like, let's see what dicks we could put in here. Oh, yeah. what? The <laughs> Little were... Mermaid's castle, all dicks. <laughs> Go back and look. They're drooping. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. I know that. <laughs> I imagine if they actually were. <laughs> never looked at it like, yeah. No, there is but, one uh, penis, though. If you look at the old. VHS covers of uh, Little Mermaid. There is a penis on the castle. Yeah. Um, I think the fireflies in Lion King like spell out sex at one point. Yeah, and then Disney tried to be like, no, it spells out SFX. And it's like, well, that's stupid. Honestly, yeah. stupider mm. that you yeah, did. Stupider. <laughs> yeah, stupider. <laughs> um, this movie is all about Someone, it's, I mean, it's called Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Someone kills Mr. Acme, who is like the creator of Toontown, or he just owns it. Yeah, Doesn't he matter. Like owns Toontown, and he's essentially like the inventor of all those crazy things that you always see in uh, cartoons, like a fake yeah. hole or jumping shoes, you know, all that yeah. crazy shit. Yeah, everything Wiley e. Coyote uses. Exactly. Yeah, so he gets murdered. Um, Roger gets framed for it because um, very shortly beforehand, like I said, there was that whole patty cake scandal between him and Jessica Rabbit. So they're like, well, he has motive. So the whole movie is basically Bob Hoskins, who plays the detective, who hates tunes for some unknown reason at the beginning. Um, he is a uh, you know private investigator who takes on the case to save roger um find out who really you know is behind all this all the while he's being chased down by chris judges uh or chris judge christopher lloyd's uh chris judge judge doom (laughs) (laughs) chris lloyd's judge doom and his little uh doom crew whatever the hell those weasels are called yeah yeah he so he hates tunes but all his he has a sidekicks there are all these really stupid weasels and it's a little bit of a thing that throughout the movie that comes back to at the end that you know they're weasels and they're always laughing at stupid shit and uh and the judge is like if you keep laughing you're gonna die from laughing yeah and it's just like okay cool it's just i thought it was just, well when you're when you first watch it you think it's just like okay whatever but he just it hates does, these people yeah yeah you think he's just like an yeah. asshole for telling them not to laugh 
But uh, I mean, how much of the, I mean, there's a lot of plot. So, I mean, we could get through all of it, but I feel like we'll be using up the entire podcast. Yeah, no, let, let's, uh, let's skim mostly. Let's skim. They, you know, they, they have misadventures. They, uh, they have misadventures and they, they think that, you know, they're coming to a conclusion one way or the other. And then some new twist happens. Someone else gets murdered. And, you know, now there's thoughts of like, oh, maybe Jessica Rabbit's behind it because she seems to continuously be suspiciously at the scene of crimes. Yeah. And so then, uh, uh, you know, the detective gives chase to Jessica Rabbit um, and he's about to enter Toontown. He's like, if I'm going to Toontown, I'm going to need my special tune gun. Mm Cue racist bullet. Yeah, very racist (laughs) bullet. Um, So all the bullets have their little personality. They're like all cowboys except for this one bullet that's an Who's a Native American? Native American, and he fires it in the air, and he does the the fucking war chant that they didn't actually do, where they put their hand over their mouth and go ba 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 ba. Yeah. Uh, and then he he instead of shooting it, it like pulls out a tomahawk. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Makes sense. So, I, what I'm confused about is, uh, is he going to like, like, is that bullet used? I think so. Yes. Okay. What a waste of a bullet. What a waste yeah. of this magic that he has that ends up being worthless, I guess. At the end at the end of the day, they they all suck. They don't do anything useful. Yeah. Uh, the gun is pointless. It was just a cool thing to do, I guess. Oh, so something in the animation that I guess I'll point out. So it was fun to see the live action character with this cartoon gun slash bullets. But earlier in the movie, the weasels were walking around. And I didn't notice this as a kid, but like they're cartoons, but they're walking around with real guns. And so oh, yeah. like, so you'll see them like turn a corner and like the guns are very real. So they must have put them like on a string and like floated them around and, and then drawn them in. Or something yeah, like that. I don't know how they did. I don't know how they did some of that. We'll get to that later. But there's a lot of like ghost, everything. Uh, some of the times like you can see right through characters. Mm-hmm. So I, I wonder how they did it. Yeah, no, it, I think that's on purpose. Like, you use real weapons outside of Toontown. In Toontown, gag weapons are way more effective. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so he, he gives Chase into Toontown. This is where uh, he falls from a skyscraper and then grabs mm-hmm. onto a flagpole, and Tweety Bird decides to pluck each of his fingers off of the flagpole so he falls to his death. But no uh instead what is it it's uh bugs bugs and bunny and mickey mouse it? mickey mouse oh yeah yeah it's mickey uh, mickey and bugs bunny are they are skydiving they have parachutes and uh he asked for a spare parachute but he just says do you have a spare and of course bugs bunny gives him a spare tire laughs yeah. ensue and then he just falls to the ground but he doesn't die so no he gets caught right Oh, he gets caught by there's a crazy lady that was chasing him too that was trying to kiss him. We all need to get into that. That lady's she's literally just there to catch him. She's like a man. A man. (laughs) I think that's what she said. He thinks it's Jessica Rabbit at first, and he's like calling her out, and it turns out it's a crazy lady, and then she's just been chasing him. Yeah, since then, all the way down to the street. Yeah. Um, Uh, They get they they eventually find. 
Roger and Jessica tied up in like this warehouse, right? Mm -hmm. Um, chained up on a crane, and that's when Judge Doom reveals his 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 solution to the tune problem, which we'll get to. Wow, lot of lot of allegories here, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, he has created this formula, which we saw earlier, which is a a mixture of various chemicals, including benzene. Um, and like toluene and all these like other chemicals and stuff where when you dip tunes into it normally they can't die because they're just like zanians like you know you smash them with something they just become accordions or something you dip them into this and they're just erased they're just gone that's how you kill it that's the only way to kill a tune and judge doom has figured it out yeah and i think that there's a bit of an inside joke with it uh because he says it's like this one type of chemical you know i'm pretty sure that's the chemical that uh cartoonists used to erase their like drawings oh it might be i i'm sure it is i know one of the chemicals is benzene which will cause cancer uh Hell anyway yeah. so even though they survive at the end spoiler alerts everyone's fine uh bob yeah, has cancer likely now. like he yeah uh, his eddie valiant likely has cancer as a result <laughs> of the sheer amount of benzene that he was walking around it but that's neither here nor there <laughs> Um, they, uh, what do they do? He, he has it like on a stupid contraption so that it's like shooting like to the side. So it like slowly gets them very super villain esque. Yeah. And they're trying to drill through Toontown. And the point is for like this machine to go all the way through Toontown and clear a path so that it can be cleared for a for a freeway and he's just like it's gonna be beautiful gas stations <laughs> everywhere like all this bullshit. <laughs> yeah all, all sorts of bullshit and then he does classic super villain and you can't stop me now i must leave so i can prepare and so yeah. he just he, he fucks <laughs> off and then eddie valiant does a little song and dance to make the weasels laugh which of course ends up killing them yeah they die from laughing too hard um and that's how he that's how he ends up escaping. Uh, but then he still has to deal with Judge Doom because he's back. And, and he realizes than ever. he realizes. So he uh the the machine, it has like a little flattening device on it, like a, one mm-hmm. of those street, like a street, street paver. Yeah, yeah, street roller. Yeah. Um and he rolls over uh Doc Doom with it. And it's like, oh, he's dead. But then he gets up and he's all 2D and like stringy and fucking bouncing yeah. around, like moving all weird, like a tune. Mm-hmm. Um, his eyes pop out and they're all bulging red. And yeah. earlier in the movie, Eddie's like, my brother was killed by a tune with flaming red eyes. Uh, and and high he had a high-pitched voice. voice. And he dropped a piano on him. Um and so, yeah, it turns out it was Doc Doom, was that tune, and yeah. uh, how's it I think it's okay. also, was it, they, they say it was like the first and only murder in Toontown or some shit like that? Yeah, they did say that. Yeah, so it's like a pretty big deal, and that's why he, obviously that's why he hates tunes. Uh, yeah. Because before they were, they were a tune, uh, a tune-friendly detective agency. Yeah, uh, they preferred to work with tunes. He would even say he he, he was like, "Yeah, those are that was our niche, like tune tuna mysteries." So uh, a hilarious fight ensues, and by hilarious, I mean nightmare-inducing for children. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
with swords and magnets and uh at one point the the judge turns his arm into a buzzsaw oh yeah 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 which is hilarious but it was awesome um and then i think if i remember correctly he dies by getting like stuck in the bends in the in the in the dip solution that's what they call it the dip yes yeah he does he uh so the the roller is coming back towards him mm-hmm. uh but he no wait no is that what's happened no that was when he gets rolled over that's when they found out he was a tune that was when they found out he was a tune how's he get stuck in it or does it just spray him oh i remember i remember uh so eddie valiant he grabs this ham uh, this uh mallet which yeah. is a cartoon mallet, so it actually shoots a pu- punching glove out. And mm. uh, he shoots the punching glove out. It misses the dock, but that wasn't his real intention. Instead, he hits the valve on the back of the machine, and it pops it off, and then all the uh, all the dip comes out and just fucks covers the floor. Him up. Yeah, it covers the floor, yeah. and he just sinks like the uh, Wicked Witch of the West. Yeah, he's well, yeah, but it's like so much sillier because, like, the whole time he's like, Whoa! Oh, yeah. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just screaming hilarious. the whole time in this little high pitched voice. It's actually hilarious. It's actually pretty funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he, he he spends the whole time doing that. That's then that that's how he dies. Yeah. Chris, Christopher Lloyd just writhing around on the floor, screaming as high yeah. as he possibly can. <laughs> Uh, and then you know they they live happily ever after pretty much, and that, that's it. Yeah, you they find out that uh, Mr. Acme has willed Toontown to the Toons at the end of the movie or something. And How that works? Now the like, Toons. I don't know. The the no the the political the political backstory of Toontown makes no sense, but that's okay because Judge Doom is a elected official, I guess, in Toontown. And is yeah. able to carry out extrajudicial killings outside <laughs> of his jurisdiction, but whatever, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to fight it. There are plenty of questions that cares. could be asked. Yeah, but you know, we're, some movies you just sort of have to take them, take them as they are. This is a movie where you're blending the animated world and the real world, like it. You're going to have some questions at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing I did notice and that I looked up later just to confirm and I alluded to earlier is, man, Judge Doom, basically Hitler. Like, Oh, yeah. So much so that I, I apparently in like some of the rough drafts of this movie while they were writing it, the dip mm-hmm. was called. They were thinking of just calling it uh, his final solution. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, how oh, wow, man. I'm glad they changed that because that's way too on the nose. Like, yeah, that would have given it a bit of a different tone. Apparently, yeah, but that's that was the point. That's uh, what that's what they were trying to do. He was it was just it was just holo- it was a tune holocaust. And I was like, man, I'm really glad you guys tuned this up a little bit. <laughs> movie would have been a fucking bummer. Yeah. I mean, I, it feels so. The movie itself kind of feels like it's an allegory or or a comparison to um, like black people in early Hollywood. Oh sure, yeah, that's what it felt like. I yeah. mean, like de- demolishing where they live to build the freeways, 
second being treated as second class citizens people not taking mm -hmm. them seriously being used by the producers not actually being cared about oh yeah and then when they stop being like funny or useful they just get thrown to the side yeah which still happens in hollywood but i mean that's that's showbiz that's showbiz that's showbiz uh but but yeah i mean i i love this movie it yeah, not much more to say about it. This movie's awesome. Uh, Christopher Lloyd fucking just killing it as a villain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a movie we might watch in the future where Christopher Lloyd is also the villain. Food Fight. I've never seen Food Fight. I wouldn't expect you to have. Uh, I don't know. Did you look up the casting for this? Apparently, like, before they landed on Bob Hoskins, who did a an amazing job amazing honestly job. i can't see anyone else in the role like everybody else they asked <laughs> really yeah the first choice was harrison ford after harrison ford chevy chase what the hell exactly other people that were considered but turned down the role the role for one reason or another um bill murray Eddie Murphy, who went on record saying that he regretted it, not taking the decision or not taking the role. Robin Williams, Robert Redford, Jack Nicholson, Sylvester Stallone, Wallace Shawn, um, Ed Harris, who else? Charles Grodin and Don Lane. Like what did they was everyone just like, oh, this movie will never be taken seriously. I think so. Because this, this is 1988, right? Like, yeah. Cartoons aren't taken seriously. Uh, and Ed, the reason Eddie Murphy turned it down, he was like, he, he didn't understand the concept of cartoon characters and human beings coexisting. Yeah, he's just like, I um, does not compute. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and I guess Bill Murray may have wanted to do it, but he like, took every role or something so he missed out on this one i don't know and yeah. harrison ford just wanted a shit ton of money makes sense and chevy chase maybe was he was, i hear he, he just, was just, he just like the worst to... person to work with in the world so that's what i've heard but i mean he's a comedian i think they're all kind of like that well no I, i've heard chevy chase is no like the, particularly the top of the list, list. <laughs> yeah like um not welcomed on snl ever again <laughs> Yeah, no, he 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 has some he has some problems. Um, but hey, whatever. Like I said, it's it's crazy that they went through all these like big name people. Not to say that Bob Hoskins isn't big, but like all these people, and then they landed on Bob Hoskins, who knocked it out of the park. I mean, this it. is easily his second best role um, after playing Mario Mario in the Super Mario Bros. movie. Of course. Um, what five years later a movie he got as a result of his fame from <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> that movie is great that's uh, also that's john leguizamo as well right john leguizamo um playing luigi mario uh i i will never get over the fact that they decided that their last names were mario the fact that that was a decision that they went with i that that's a lot the of problems I, I definitely I definitely want to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie at some point because it's just so ridiculous. 
but I love that movie. It's so stupid. It's so I, fucking dumb. I haven't seen it since high school. I don't think it's been a long, long. No, time. that's not true because I made you watch it in oh, undergrad. <laughs> I bought it. I bought it specifically <laughs> for us to watch it together, and you hated it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> maybe um, maybe I'll have a new opinion. Uh, but so let's move on to Chippendale Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers. Rescue Rangers. Um, like we said, done in a similar vein. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, the overarching story is just, I, I think we even touched on it. Uh, Peter Pan has grown up and he runs a business kidnapping uh, has-been cartoons. And yeah, they take out they take out loans and when they can't pay them off, he kidnaps them to put them in his bootleg movies. Exactly. And he sells them yeah. overseas, like Little Mermaid. I think it was like uh, the sea princess or something like or yeah, fish, the fish princess or some, some yeah. dumb shit like that. Those those Chinese and Russian movies that are like close, but like definitely not it, but like legally distinct. Yeah, it's like the ones that they catch that five percent of people that aren't really looking at what they're buying and they're just like, oh, that yeah. looks like the right thing. It's like when you're on there's this there's a streaming service I think it's called like Tubi. Mm, yeah. Um it's it's free and it's full of these kind of movies cuz I don't know I don't think anyone owns the rights for the movies to like distribute or they're so cheap that all these like free streaming services just buy them because it's like $4 for 5000 movies. They're on our catalog now. Bargain. Yeah. And then you never use it. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's that's the gist. And I mean, they're just trying to find um, the one friend whose name Monterey Jack. Monterey Jack. Yeah, he gets he gets kidnapped and the whole plot is them trying to find him. Um, And obviously there's a sub story of of the uh, the rift between Chip and Dale that occurred Mm -hmm. after the show or right, I guess, right before. And as a result of the cancellation of their of their old Rescue Rangers show. And how they're both trying to live their lives years later in their own way. Chip um, becomes an insurance salesman mm-hmm. and becomes very normal. And Dale is that guy that's always at comic and cartoon conventions that no one ever goes to his booth. Yep. But like, you know, he's he's still out there doing it, trying to remake it <laughs> yeah time trying to become Sonic. relevant again uh and you know going as far as to uh, get the cartoon version of uh, plastic surgery get it, getting a digital upgrade uh yeah they he goes yeah. 3d yeah he goes 3d and uh and chip is not very much he's a normal he's a normal dude uh so he's just his normal self so there's a 2D and 3D, and they, they get to go on a little little adventure together. And throughout this movie, I think they use every kind of animation that there is throughout the film. If not every, most of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even even puppets. There, there's a sock puppet that shows up. And like, I know we've talked about how puppetry isn't animation, but this movie almost made me like made me kind of reconsider that a little bit because I was like, I guess it's kind of animation. It's like I that was the cheese guy, right? Yeah, a cheese guy, cheese and there's all, there is a part with an actual sock puppet that shows in the bottom of the screen. And it's like, what, 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 what? you know, I don't, I, don't I, I must have missed that one. 
there's so much at points in this movie there's so much on the screen that you have that you would have to pause it to to figure out what all's going on exactly it's cool it's a lot of rewatchability but like oof yeah i probably miss playing things because i was looking at the sock puppet (laughs) yeah (laughs) um the plot's not that deep. I mean, it's just them trying to solve the mystery of what happened to Monterey Jack um, and them uncovering the conspiracy for uh, that, 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 what's his name? Old, what's Peter's name? Like, Sweet Pete. Sweet Pete. I was about to say Stinky Pete for some reason. I don't know why. Stinky Pete. Um, that, that's that's uh, from Goofy, right? No, well, Pete is from Goofy, but yeah, I know. <laughs> Is it Stinky Pete? That's not his name, right? No, but I thought I think in like one of their movies, I think he might be called Stinky Pete. Ah oh, man, okay. What's he's now Stinky Pete for everyone. <laughs> he's Stinky Pete. But yeah, no, that's that's what they do, and it's their trials and tribulations as they try to go do that, and sometimes work with the the police, sometimes they don't. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of twists and turns. Stinky Pete is from Toy Story 3. That's where he is. He's the... Yeah. <laughs> is he the bear? No, he's not no, the bear. He's the uh, prospector. That's Toy Story 2. Oh, shit, you're right. Sorry. You Toy fucking, Story 2. You fucking idiot. This fucking is a podcast about cartoons. You don't even know the difference between Toy Story 3 well, guys, and 2. This, was, this is going to be our last episode. <laughs> or last episode. <laughs> This is not teacher show. Yeah. I'd like to introduce everyone to my new co-host, Master Chief. <laughs> he doesn't talk much. No, uh, just just one-liners every so often. He, and then he takes of, his helmet off and everyone hates it. He's a man of action. He's a man of action, but not like man of action, who is an animator. Wow. Yeah. Right. I think he's the, the Fairly Odd Parents guy. Oh, really? I thought it was like Butch Hartman or something. Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I might be, I must, I definitely am thinking of something else, regardless. Regardless. Uh, so, yeah, so with, with this movie, uh, yeah, there are definitely a crazy amount of cameos. Like the, the new Baloo from the Jungle Book. Uh, I, did, he, yeah, I didn't catch that at up. first. Yeah. And, was, <laughs> and he's like, like pimped out. Like he's wearing like a, cool ass aviator sunglasses and like a leather jacket or whatever <laughs> uh yeah it's a very simple movie but i do i found myself uh i laughed a lot more at chippendale rescue rangers than i did at who framed roger rabbit just because i feel like who framed roger rabbit has aged more comedy is more susceptible to time <laughs> oh yeah it, the, who framed roger rabbit has a lot of slapstick humor yeah. Which as a child, you're like, oh my yeah, ha, 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 <laughs> rabbit got hit by a frying pan. Um, this movie was just, I don't know, I, I like this movie better too. I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I there are plenty of parts I crack I was cracking up at. Spent like whenever Ugly Sonic was there. I, I love Ugly you Sonic. Love, you've been talking about Ugly Sonic even before <laughs> we watched this movie. You were like all about Ugly Sonic. Dude, Ugly Sonic is hilarious when he shows up like to like save them at kind of at the end with the FBI. Mm-hmm. He's like, I told you I had my own show. Yeah. <laughs> God, and they keep zooming in. If, if for anyone who doesn't know, Ugly Sonic 
they used the version, the original CGI version of Sonic from the Sonic the Hedgehog movie before um, the internet went up in arms at seeing Sonic's weird human face. Yeah, uh, before um, the internet bullied a movie production company into changing a very large part of their film. All yeah, literally the entirety of their like their whole main character. Yeah, the, the internet was just like, we are going to just shit on you endlessly until this is changed. And and they got the message. I still wonder, I still wonder if that was all a con. If they released that and knowing it was ugly so that it would get some hype around yeah. it. Cause I don't think the movie was ever released with ugly Sonic, correct? I don't think so. No, just the trailer. And I wonder if they were like, if we release this ridiculous trailer with this ugly Sonic, people are going to demand better Sonic and then we'll get a lot of free publicity from it. And then we change it and be like, look, we're listening to the fans. I think we just unlocked a conspiracy. Um, I, can, if, I can't prove it, but I'll die on that hill. And you just might. Um, if either of us don't show up for a future podcast, uh, Big Hollywood is to blame big sonic i think they'll probably get to me first might take them longer to get to west virginia they don't even know where i am (laughs) yeah i'm not (laughs) even on a map (laughs) they don't even know where weirton west virginia is how dare you (laughs) how dare you how dare you um yeah, Who else well, is in this movie? Fucking yeah, uh, so well, or something, so the, right? The two main, the two mains, which I was wrong about when I so when I first watched it, I was just going off my ear, and I was like, "Well, that's John Mulaney," and the other, uh, the other one, Dale. Yep, Dale. I thought mm-hmm. it was Paul Rudd for a lot of the movie until Paul Rudd showed up as like his, you know Ant Man kind of Aunt Ma, Aunt Man, yeah. Aunt, as Aunt Ma, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> hilarious. Uh, I loved that. Yeah, I, I love that. that so much. <laughs> I love Paul Rudd. Paul but Rudd is, is, uh, is the best. Is the biggest gem of an actor. I feel like he's just so nice and funny. Yeah, Paul Rudd seems like if you asked him for an autograph, he'd he'd be annoyed, but he'd never let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who, yeah, who so did voice? Not, who did it was voice Andy, Dale? Andy Samberg. That was Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, Lonely Island. That fame. didn't sound like him at all. Oh, and also Brooklyn Nine Nine, probably more famous for that. Maybe. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think that. Nah, that didn't sound like Andy Samberg at all. Maybe right. I just don't know what he sounds like. I. I the first uh, I've watched this movie twice now. The entire first watch through, I was like, "That's Paul Rudd." And then I saw Paul Rudd. And I was like, oh, they're doing a little jokey thing. But no. Second time, I was like, oh, that, that, that's Andy Samberg. Whereas Chip, is, it just sounds like John. John Mulaney does not sound like anybody else. No, yeah. It was just like, okay, so that's John Mulaney. Uh, oh, something we do have to talk about. I, I love, um, I mentioned it to you when I brought this movie up, uh, the, the Uncanny Valley. When, when they go to the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love that bit. And then they, they meet a, it's like a World of Warcraft kind of character played by Seth Rogen. By Seth Rogen, yeah. And he has these, like, just these lifeless Polar Express eyes. 
That's what they say. That's literally. Yeah. <laughs> and there, there's a fun bit where he like gets knocked down at the con at the convention, and all these other animated characters that Seth Rogen has done the voice for in the past, like they show up and like, "Hey, you okay, buddy? Hey, buddy!" And then they all, each character has an individual laughing moment of Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. Yeah, that, I was. Re- that's why I was really confused of the the trailer because you told me that the Viking was Seth Rogen. I was like, "You're stupid." The Viking's obviously Pumbaa, or, or <laughs> Seth Rogen's obviously Pumbaa. I think Kyle's an idiot. And then I was like, "Oh, okay, he's all of them." Yeah, he's all of them. Um, they also have a, a Gumby ripoff, right? Yeah, the J.K. Simmons, Simmons, Simmons. Yeah, yeah. J.K. Simmons plays the police chief who. What's his name? It's like Taffy, um, Gummy. A uh, Putty, Captain Putty, Putty. Captain Putty, um, and he ends up being the the uh, the corrupt police person that is working with uh, Sweet Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a nice action sequence where he fights the other police officer, um, and he's like he's made of Putty, so he's able to do all sorts of crazy shit during that fight scene, and I loved it. Well, the whole the majority of that fight scene is just literally Terminator 2. Wait, really? Where the Terminator... So, like, do you remember... Did you watch Terminator 2? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the, well, I've seen with all the, li- the first three. With the liquid metal? Mm-hmm. So, him, like, like going underneath the, the door with his putty shit, that's a uh, Terminator 2 reference. Yeah. Um, him being... him, The ultimate way that they kill him or at least like defeat him by freezing him and then like shattering him. That's how, that's how they kill the, the bad guy mm. in Terminator 2, if I remember correctly. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah I, I can see it now. I, I guess I was focused on different things. My favorite part of the fight yeah. sequence was when he was doing the spring shit. Because he, oh, yeah. he had a bunch of cool fighting techniques. I was like, if, this, if it was like a fighting game, I was like, that'd be a cool move to use, you know? Because he had like a... He would like wrap her up and then part of him would turn into a spring and then like bounce her off a fucking wall. Mm-hmm. And it's uh the whole thing's claymation. Yeah. Yeah, claymation brought. interacting with live action, which like also, you know, well, it has to be it has to be computer. Computer animated claymation yeah. if it's going to be interacting, right? Yeah. Uh I don't know. I, I don't know how they would do that because uh, with claymation it would be frame by frame and so they would have to be like you know well I don't know. well not I mean not that they might have just done her scenes and then just claymation like done the claymation in front of a green screen and then put that on top of her yeah 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 maybe I don't yeah uh, you know these movies are are Marvel. And I, I I do love to see them, but it always I'm always just like, not so much with Who Framed Roger Rabbit anymore, but with this new one, like they added so many different animation elements. I was just like, how long did this take you to make? <laughs> like, yeah, to like you know you had your computer animators, and then you probably had computer animators that were like doing that were like taking the 2D and the other kinds of animation and putting them on top of things and. I don't know. Like, there's it, this movie had to have taken like fucking years. I, I'm gonna look it up right now. It was announced. I I already did. Oh, uh, uh, damn! The man in the chair. Announced in announced <laughs> in 2014. Announced in 2014. Okay, so eight years. Yeah, Maybe. that's that's solid. You know how movies time. work. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like 
five years if that was like them just trying to figure out a director. <laughs> trying to figure out their leading, their two leading uh, chipmunks. Yeah. Trying to figure out who is going to replace Paul Rudd as the voice of Dale. <laughs> After he was like, actually, I read the script and I'd rather be Antmon. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, a part when uh, when Paul Rudd's at the convention and he's talking to a fan and he's like, yeah, when I first read the script, I thought the, the role was Antmon. Like, uh, like, like ants, like A-U-N-T. Yeah, <laughs> and then at the end of the movie in the credit scene, there's a uh, there's a poster for Paul Rudd starring in Antman, <laughs> which is a movie. I'll say it right now, I'd watch it. I'm I'm a little burnt out by Marvel movies, but if Antman, which I hate that you have to say it that way, yeah, to get the point across because he's not he's not Jamaican. You know what no. I mean? I'm not doing an accent, but that's just the only way you can't say Aunt and then Man. It sounds weird, Aunt Man. <laughs> um no i if he if he played on in Antmon, i'd watch it in a heartbeat absolutely try to stop me from watching it honestly try to you can't <laughs> you can't uh so of these two movies what, what are you thinking like I, because one holds a special place for nostalgia purposes right mm-hmm. but the other one is genuinely funny to me now and the other one you know it's it's very, like you said, slapsticky humor. Children yeah, would enjoy think, it, and and I think I still like it. I just enjoy it on that nostalgic level, but like, um, I it depends on the question. Like, one's funnier, but one holds a special place in the heart. Yeah, I think, um, I think Chip and Dale is definitely a lot funnier of a movie but who framed roger rabbit kind of paved the way for this movie to even be like a thing kind of like open the door i mean i don't think who framed roger rabbit from my recollection is the first live action um animated you know kind of movie where they did both of them together but it's definitely one of the most um famous of them it's like the it's the one that usually comes to people's minds when yeah if, if you talk about blending reality and animation yeah, so and that led to eventually like Looney Tunes back in action, which is another movie that got horrible ratings, but I actually loved. Um, Me too. Uh, I, I love a lot of those, that era, Brendan Fraser. I did not like Journey to the Center of the Earth, but. Yeah, uh, I'll watch anything with Brendan Fraser. Um, Brendan Fraser needs to be protected at all costs, and I will, I will watch a new Mummy movie only if Brendan Fraser is in it. Yeah, no, no Tom Cruise Mummy. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't. I don't need him to be outrunning the mummy for half the movie. That's all he does in his movies. Yeah. Um, but he did his own stuff, so I don't care. Uh, <laughs> well, give me back. Give me back my Brendan Fraser. Um, I think that Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers of the two, if you had to sit down and you had to watch one, I think the majority of people would have more fun watching Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers um, than they would watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit especially for like a first time viewing. I, I definitely agree. And with, you know, with, you know, talking about humor, they're both supposed to be funny movies. I yeah. mean, I, I, Roger Rabbit has some darker things going on, but they're both supposed to be funny. And Roger Rabbit does have an issue of dragging. Whereas it, drag a lot. it drags a lot. It, a lot of old yeah. movies do. Uh, not exactly their fault, but it drags and with uh chip and dale we are of an era that uh 
they know that they need to keep our attention. So they, they keep the jokes coming. They keep them fresh. They keep our attention in the film. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it is a little overwhelming with like how much they put on the screen. It, uh, it didn't quite do this, but it, it was like on that borderline of running the uh, Space Jam 2021 risk where they just like literally crammed fucking whatever they could into it. Didn't see the new Space Jam, so honestly, I I, I can't relate. So, uh, so if I'm being honest, I have not seen the new Space Jam, but I've just seen the segment where all the characters show up to like cheer people on. I'm just like, oh my god, like it's just like, it, it like Iron Giants in the crowd cheering on the game. I'm just like, why are you there, dude? You why is he there? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, cool. I guess I love Iron Giant. Why? Is yeah. There? Yeah. I know. Why isn't he playing? <laughs> he would win, guys. Yeah, why is he not, what who get give him the rock? Yeah. Put him in, put, coach. Put him in, coach. Get him off the bench. <laughs> yeah. Vin Diesel, Iron Giant playing basketball. What else do you need? Remember how he was literally the only reason that Ready Player One uh player won? Yeah. He was the only reason. Yeah. Although they uh, him, they would have all been player twos. They, they don't use it in the in the book though, which is disappointing. Yeah, but you know, books are always disappointing. That's why, that's why I say burn them. No, <laughs> <laughs> movies are always better than the books that they're based yeah. on. You every can take single, that to the bank <laughs> every single time. Every time. Look, uh, at this, look at this piece of garbage. Okay, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I know. Who's dude. ever even heard of it? It. He'll never make it anywhere. Tolkien? Yeah. Tolkien? I don't know, dude. I don't know. They named him after the black guy from South Park. <laughs> I love Figure that it episode. out, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone loves that episode, but everyone also had to go do double takes because they're like, wait a minute. No. No, that only started happening in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Uh, I'm in a page that talks that a South Park page on Facebook, and uh, they're like one of the people was like, "Well, I went back and I watched, and I saw an episode where Token wrote his name, and it's spelled T O K E N." I was like, "Yeah, they like they they made it the joke of the episode." <laughs> yeah, they weren't being serious. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know who you're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, there was um to to bring it back to how many references there were, um. I went and I looked up like just to see like who all's in this movie and the list is exhausting. Um, so much so that I don't really care about a lot of them. You know what I mean? It's like, there's too many after a while. You're like, okay. Cause it's got yeah. like, it's got John I Goodman even in it. I don't even remember most of these people being in this movie. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them are probably just reprising their fucking voice acting roles for certain characters. Like John, Good was John Goodman. Was John he Goodman Baloo? is Baloo. Yeah, he's he's oh Baloo from Jungle Book, and they he reprised his role. Jeez. I never watched the new Jungle Book, so at first I had no idea who that character was, and then I was like, "Oh fuck, it's Baloo from Jungle Book." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's atrocious. I did not enjoy it. The the, the new I, Jungle Book. I mean, <laughs> not not yeah. not Chippendale. Well, I mean, atrocious. fucking Randy Marsh is in there. Is in here at some point apparently. What Randy Marsh? Randy from. Uh, South Park is in here. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, he does make an appearance. And there's uh, also 
there's a scene in the beginning when they're explaining how they met and he's walking to the cafeteria and there are a bunch of different kinds of animations but there's like a simpson style character sitting at one of the tables that's drawn in the simpson style and i was like oh that's cool i'm pretty sure that's bart simpson oh yeah but he didn't have specky hair i don't think he had spiky hair though it was not i don't know i feel simpsons i feel like it would they i feel like they probably just like here's bart out of nowhere Nah, because they did that with everyone else. They had a they had a fake Naruto. What? Remember when they op- so that when they open up the um the shipping container? Yeah. And all like the bootlegged cartoons come out. Yeah. There's a lot like there's a lot of like ones that have been like mashed with other characters. So like there's a Samurai Jack, not Samurai Jack in there. <laughs> There's an old man Naruto. There's like a gumball in there. Like, yeah, it's actually, wild how many characters are in there. If you guys want to have a fun time, when at the very end of the movie, when they release all the bootleg characters, you should pause it and see how many of like you can like kind of point out because there there are a oh, decent yeah. amount. I remember like seeing a couple, and I was like, oh wait, I think that was supposed to be like a Woody Woodpecker over there. <laughs> man, what a what a pull, Woody Woodpecker. No one remembers Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> What? <laughs> Sounded really good. So, somehow worse than your normal laugh. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, uh, for these two, let's let's give them both uh, their own separate grades, though. Their so, own separate grades. Okay. Yeah, so so that we aren't like just being like this yeah. one's better, better than the other one. Uh, I would give Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, story, I'll give it a seven. You know what I mean? It's a it's a good story. It was fine. Um, it it dragged a little bit at times, but for, I mean, it, it got to, it got us from A to B, and I was mostly engaged. Um, animation, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Definitely, the animation is worse because mm-hmm. it's older, but sometimes it looks a lot better. Yeah. It feels more, and this is going to sound stupid, it feels more real sometimes because it's everything's grainy mm-hmm. and everything's kind of has the same like um, dull hue to it. Yeah, it's not HD. It's like it, it can blend together, kind of. Yeah, whereas in Chip and Dale, a lot of times when there's a human character, like a real people character and a cartoon character, it looks so jarring. Mm-hmm. Um it looks just it just looks bad which i think yeah i think it's just because it's in high definition and they're like well this is what hd does it makes everything kind of somewhat look worse most of the time yeah and and maybe uh, i'm not sure but maybe part of it is also like back in the day they had to work really hard to make it look the way that they look now like i'm not saying they don't work hard but i'm saying it is easier to make things happen in the animation I, space I, I, so, I don't i didn't look this up but i think there's a very different way that they did the animation for these two like oh okay um, i mean it feels like this one just did a bunch of computer yeah computer animation because you can do 2d animation in computers now you can but it, i mean well you could do that for a long time that's what basically that's yeah like, what flash basically was for years yeah yeah it's like a flip book of yeah 
But did you notice how in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like, I think we said this earlier, there would be times when the characters would, like, be transparent. Yeah, you, you did bring that up. There are, there are a couple of times where you can kind of see through them to the other side of the film. I think that's, I think that might be because they literally put, like, animation cells. Yeah. Like, they superimpose them onto, like, the film. That's what I think. So, yeah, I think so, too. I think they must have actually put it on top. Yeah, which, man, I can't imagine. The work, the, dude. The work that would be put into that. No one would do that now. <laughs> no. Go frame by frame. And, okay, you add one to this frame. Add one to this one frame. Just so it just moved a little bit, okay? <laughs> and, in this, and in this one, you get to see her without panties. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they do that anymore? That's the real question. They, they do, just not in the movies that we review. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Tune into that cartoon <laughs> podcast after dark. <laughs> Hentai special. Hentai special. <laughs> today's, today's animation, Tentacles Revenge 7. <laughs> we decided to work backwards from Tentacles Revenge 7 to all the way to Tentacles Revenge 0. The, <laughs> the re-tentacling. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> But God, where was oh um and then yeah, the, I like the animation better. Yeah. For the for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, just because I think it looks better. What about you? Uh yeah, so I would say for, for Who Framed Roger Rabbit, um I, I, I agree along mostly the same lines. It's the animation, I, I wouldn't call it better necessarily. It's just like it has more yeah. heart. I like yeah, I, yeah, we, yeah. we say that about about animations a lot, but like the older style animation is just like it, it felt like they put their blood sweat and tears into making it happen like and you can feel it from the product they put yeah they put their entire animosity into it <laughs> that whole ass animosity whole last animosity right into that right into that movie <laughs> uh, and then for chippendale Honestly, I really like it. Uh, that I mean, it was watching that that inspired mm -hmm. me to be like, hey, we should make this podcast. Uh, not this podcast show. You know what I mean. This episode. This episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to have to give you had right. a pre You had a premonition. Yeah, I had a premonition. I, I would call it, this one's like an eight. And Who Framed Roger Rabbit, I give it like a six. Even overall? Yeah, overall. Yeah, I'm just giving. Yeah, over, over, I would definitely. I'm just giving overalls. Yeah, I agree. I would definitely. If if like I said before, if I had to choose to watch one of these again, it would definitely be Chippendale, um, at least sooner. Yeah, I, I agree. There's just more happening. There's just a, like in it. I think they're both about an hour and a half long. But Chip and Dale, it just moves. It moves a lot faster. It's just like the, the, there's a beat, there's a joke, there's a beat, there's a joke. <laughs> like you know, I feel like a lot more happened in Chip and Dale, even though it, I think it's like slightly shorter of a movie. Um, I felt like it. It felt longer than Who Framed Roger Rabbit to me, just because of how much was going on the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a lot. There is certainly a lot that happens in the film, but like they, they get through it with 
with good good uh comedic timing like it, there's no, it never drags it does feel longer because of the amount that happens but it never drags right no everyone i think that was involved in the in this movie knew what they were doing well enough that they didn't they didn't just throw out a cash grab which happens a lot nowadays this was a this was a good movie there was a lot of thought that was put into a lot of these a lot of these jokes and a lot of the script in my opinion at least yeah it's like you know that no one i mean i think they even make reference they make references many times in the movie there's no one that was asking for a chip and dale fucking reboot film like so like the people that made this they had to have had oh. some some compassion to to make this project happen <laughs> Yeah, um, unless they were like literally like sitting in a room, like what's a movie that no one fucking wants? Et three, no, Chip and Dale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, so I will I'll quick, quickly, real quick. Uh, I will give a little highlight on that. Et uh, versus Batman. In Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, there's there's a film. That is out in theaters during that time mm-hmm. called E.T. versus Batman. Fucking Chip, he goes to go see it. And uh, he's watching the end and E.T.'s like, E.T., forgive Bat. And Batman's just like, fine. <laughs> what a... What a what a beautiful roast of Batman versus Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> beautiful so simple but just fucking chef's kiss yeah i mean that's honestly that is how that scene felt when you would watch it in the real movie yeah and batman's just like okay yeah honestly less ridiculous if i now that i think about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) less ridiculous than the et fight yeah <laughs> and et's just like laying in a fucking crater oh my god it's hilarious yeah uh but yeah so that's uh that's it for this one i don't got anything else to say yeah neither do i so uh yeah, you know that's you. A, that's another episode of that cartoon podcast in the can uh, we'll see you, we'll see you guys on the me. next one thank maybe. you for joining maybe unless uh one of the big movie companies takes us out Weirton, West Virginia. Uh, Okay. Bye. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you like what we have going on, please subscribe to our channel. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at That Cartoon Podcast. Here, you'll be able to get all updates and episode insights. If you have any film suggestions, let us know on any of these platforms. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one.